Intentional surviving unit on Cadia. This is Radio Operator 1 broadcasting from Outpost 11. Our situation is dire, but our resolve remains unbroken. The planet has fallen, but we stand as a testament to the indomitable spirit of Cadia. We will not be forgotten. Cadia stands. Cadia stands. The import protects. Cadia stands. Katie is dead! <laughs> Katie stands! Oh shit! Katie! Katie stands! What's going on, Radio Free Cadia listeners, and welcome to episode number five of Radio Free Cadia, a Warhammer 40k podcast. My name is Michael. I got my co host Tyler here. Gonna say what's going on, Tyler. What's going on, people? And we have a pretty good episode for you guys today. Uh, we are going to give you a hobby update on what we've been working on so so you guys can uh can listen to where we're at right we never really talk about what we're playing unless it comes up in our topics and uh talking about tactics and things like that we we discuss where we're at as far as uh how things work out for us but uh we never really talk about what we're working on the kind of trials and tribulations that we're going through as well on our end (laughs) so the tribulations for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to give you guys a, uh, a hobby update and where we're at. And then uh, hopefully you guys can share your hobby updates and maybe we can hear some of the stuff you're working on and maybe even give you some ideas on stuff that you're stuck on. So uh, that being said, Tyler, what are you working on nowadays? Oh, man, it's it's been a lot. I've I've been kind of juggling quite a few armies, as most of you all probably know and heard me talk about. Uh, I had Grey Knights that I was playing at the end of ninth, and I had Orcs that I started at ninth. Um, orcs are kind of just like my fun army that I play at the shop, and Grey Knights were kind of the army that I was building to go to like events and stuff for. Mm-hmm. But I did some printings for some people, and I got my hands on some Votan. And if anybody knows me, I love dwarves. In d and I'm always playing dwarves. Like, that's just my passion, so... At the beginning of 10th, they were kind of rough, but I would play them at the shop. But, hey, they're looking good now. And, you know, I started prepping them, and I'm painting them to get them ready to go to a tournament because I think they they do fairly good at a tournament. But uh, right now, my passion and my love is for Tau. I, <laughs> I've been wanting to play Tau, and they are in a really good spot right now. And, uh, yeah, it's been pretty fun. I'm getting the army ready. I think I need four more units. Um, but I want to do, like, some some pretty cool basing with them. Uh, as Michael and all the local people know, all my armies kind of focus on one thing. So, like, my Votan, I was really focusing on, like, object source lighting and glowing effects. But on my Tau, I think I'm going to go with uh, more of, like, really building up the bases and dynamic poses with the, the crisis suits and other models. But we all know we're here for the crisis suits. What, uh, what kind of like, I guess, cause you, every, every, every base is like based on a battlefield, right? Like some yeah. are on like Martian planet. Some are like in city rubble. Do you have an idea what you want to do yet? I, I think I'm gonna do city rubble. Cause I want to do, uh, well, I've done like the Martian planet. I'm doing like a moon kind of planet with the Votan, but the uh, the city rubble kind of like, I think I can make a lot of dynamic poses, you know, like hiding behind walls. I want to do like one vaulting, like over like a small barrier 
where like he has his head hand down and like kind of jumping over. Um, I think it's just a cool way to get a, a bunch of different uh, poses. So I printed up some like broken walls and pillars, concrete pillars with like the uh, rebar coming out and stuff like that. So I think that's where I'm going to go with it. Yeah, so just looking real quick, uh, so I'm a big fan of the Geek Gaming Scenics. You are too. I know oh, you yeah. are. I love that stuff. Uh, I've been waiting for their uh, Grimdark City Rubble, <laughs> like kind of like, uh, like uh, concrete powder. Yeah, yeah. It's like concrete powder, asphalt, just like that darker. I, like I have the white one because that's what they had in stock when I was looking for a City Rubble. Yep. And so this is their like darker version. And so since this is out now, man, that is like... there's a couple of like different ways that like I found using this works out pretty well. Like, especially if you're going to go with like a pre-made base, like a printed base, and then you just kind of take some glue, put it in the corners and stuff like that. And then drizzle some of this on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. That we go salt bait. (laughs) That way it can have some of that dirt and stuff and that grime inside the actual corners and things like that. I'm a huge fan of this stuff. I, I love that stuff. When I found the Martian back when we were playing Star Wars Legion, mm-hmm. I mean, the Geonosian terrain that they had, uh, I think it's their Martian stuff. It just looks so good with the clone troopers that I were doing. Let's talk about their glue. <clears throat> their glue, it's, 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 tacky. it's next level, bro. It's tacky. It's like, that was one of the big things that like really, like I was, a, I was a like, impressed by the actual uh uh by the actual basing the base ready system that they have the base ready range that geek gaming has but it was their glue that i put down and then i was like okay this just i got gypped right it feels like pva right (laughs) like what am i doing here and then uh you come back and you're like oh this is like it's like jelly jelly now it's it becomes super tacky super sticky uh, you're not going to have crumbs like you're not going to be leaving a little crumb trail behind your uh, behind your models. So it really holds down all that dirt. And well, I guess if people aren't aware, their game or their basing ready uh, material is like you have your sand, your little pebbles and your larger pebbles all mixed into one. So basically you just put glue on a base and you dip it in this, shake it around and you got your base basically ready to go. It's a quick way to base up some models, and they all look pretty great. Yeah, we always talk about uh, that. Essentially, it's like pulverized, like metal or pulverized uh, sand and rock and grit. So, like the dirt, if you would look at it scale-wise to what a model would be, mm-hmm. it's like a model's level of dirt, which yeah. is like hard to do. Like if you get sand, like those are essentially like gravel size to yeah, a Space Marine, yeah. and it looks too big. Like these are like pulverized, like powder. Like, I don't know sure. if it's like, I don't know what they use. I don't know if they use flour as dyed or something. I have no idea what it's actually made of, but it's a, it's pretty nice, man. It's a, it's a good, it's a good system. So yeah. So you're going to like work your towel in some, some rubble. Yeah. So basically they're, I think they're 50 mil bases for the crisis suit. So it's a pretty good size base that yeah. I can put some stuff on and, uh, Last night, I actually put cork down because I really want to play around with some, like, leveling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to do the cork, and I think I might do, like, an asphalt with the cork. Maybe paint, like, some stripes and stuff like that. Yeah. And then do, like, some rubble and dirt around it where, like, it's broken off or whatever. And then I was down to my last model, and I didn't have enough cork to do the last model. So, I was like, oh, I could just take all these little bits and kind of make, like, a cracked cement kind of look to it. So, I'm just playing around some cork, just having fun with it, and... 
seeing what I can get out of it. Man, like uh, three months ago, I had a whole, I gave it away. I had a whole styrofoam like ice chest. Oh, yeah. Full of uh, Cities of Death terrain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would have been like, you could have chopped that up Just and like. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, it would have been excellent. Now, I got a, two build plates of terrain basically printing right now, so. Mm, mm, it's going to be wild. The 3D printer. It's a it's a blessing. So, what color are you going to go with your, your towel? I think I'm, I, I want to paint white scars. I mean, me and you talk about it all the time. There's two Space Marine factions I really want to paint. Mm-hmm. And it's white scars and uh, imp fist. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I think when I finally do do a Space Marine army, it's going to be Imperial Fist. So... I think I want to dive into the white. Um, my first army that I ever painted for any miniature game was my clones for Star Wars. And it was white, and I hated it. So I've had this hatred for white. But I think I've grown a lot since when I started there. Oh, by and, far. Um, with the airbrush, I want to give white another go. And I think I can do a pretty good job with it. So the white with red um, accents. And then... Uh... I don't know if I'm going to do accent colors. I think I'll just probably leave the the city rubble, like that grayish color, and then do some like rust effects with that uh, dirty down rust on the rebar and stuff just to really sell that that broken down building. Yeah, that would actually be a really, really hard contrast. Are you going to do anything special with your stealth suits? I don't know. I haven't haven't really thought about them too far. I'm, I mean, everybody knows crisis suits are hot. And I think they're a really, really cool model. So I'm kind of just like focused on them and the uh, Cold Star battle suits I'm going to put with them. My question is, have you seen what people do with stealth suits? Uh, no, I guess not. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, obviously stealth suits uh, in uh, the Tau lists, they are essentially just like, I guess, like, super camouflaged okay and yeah. so their whole suit is like a, an active camo oh that's pretty cool and so uh, what people do is they actually do uh uh they they paint that active camo onto their uh, stealth suits is um, it where like it's like disappearing or whatever so like some people will like just print them and clear and then take care of it or yeah. like you have something like this Oh, that's pretty cool. Actually. Where it's like mid-transfer or like this. So, yeah, like what Michael's showing me is it's it's a painted model, but like midway through you can see like the invisibility kind of taking over, like the active camo, I guess, and they're like turning gray. Or if you paint, uh, print them in clear, like it'll be clear on one side and you'll actually have your your paint scheme on the other side. Yeah, like this guy's turning into like rocks like to because he's right next down. to a rock. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. So yeah, no, I always like you. You're you're excited about painting these, and that's kind of one of those things. Is like I always expect you to see like a something like this. Like look at the crackle bases. They actually painted his bottom half in crackle base to to kind of emulate that they're blending in. Yeah, so they're kind of like chameleons blending in with their environments or whatever. Yep, yep. That's the old style suit. I think I like the new ones. <laughs> <laughs> so I I also like. It's going to be a pretty sweaty list, I think. Um, oh, yeah, sweaty. Um, yeah, you you know, and anybody that's following the competitive scene know that Tau is pretty sweaty right now. But I also want to get some really big models um, for local gaming. So, like, the the Storm storm Surge, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Storm Surge. Uh, like, the big, 
tanks and stuff like that. I want to make a kind of fluffy list as well that I can play locally and not have everybody hate me because <laughs> I do really enjoy how the the towel look. Yeah, I noticed you did not take your uh, your towel list to the store today. <laughs> no, it, it's just it's it's not the right. I mean, we talk about it. You know, there's a local meta, and it's not really a meta. It's just like we're we're there to have fun. You know, uh, there's so much casual play going on here locally that I, I just don't think it would be the right scene. And now, if somebody there, we do have some people that go to tournaments and. If they wanted to get practice, yeah, I'll bring the stealth suits up to the shop, no problem. But if I'm just looking for a pickup game, casual game, I don't think people would have very fun with it. So I don't want to bring it for that reason. That's fair. Yeah, man. So what you been working on? Uh, so there's quite a few things that I have in the fire right now, and I'm trying to keep up. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I have an orc. Then I'm trying. Basically, it's it's October right now. Uh, yeah, so powerful gold mine games. Uh, powerful Mike Upton over in Houston. They're holding an October kind of like bring an orc model. We'll put it on our display, and then everybody will vote on it on yep. by the 21st. And so uh, I wanted to essentially do a full blown uh, display for him, almost like a diorama. Yeah, like a little baby diorama. Um, and I don't own any orcs. Uh, the last time I owned orcs was back in uh, 2007 or six. <laughs> Actually, like 2005, probably because I still live with my parents. And yeah, I haven't owned orcs in a long time. Um, so I, I sourced a grot tank. Ooh, I love and them. so yeah, so I uh, I put together and I built up a grot tank and kind of and painted it and kind of like a a higher standard. Uh, I did a ton of chipping work to it, a ton of weathering to kind of make it just look dirty, beat up, orc style. Definitely look like an orc vehicle. And uh, uh, what I wanted to do was I wanted to, I, I, I want to call it David was like my whole plan. It was just going to say yeah. David as a title. And I wanted like a David versus Goliath kind of situation because Grotz don't know that they're outmatched. They just do it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like they they think, well, especially a Grot with like a big gun, they think <laughs> that they're like they're invincible, right? <laughs> and so uh, what I did was like I didn't want, there's like a there's like a heavy, uh, uh, heavy big shooter, or just big shooter. Yeah. There was a big shooter on the front of the tank. I lopped that off, took measurements, and I designed up a demolisher cannon for him and so i put a demolisher cannon on him and i think to myself like a grot with a demolisher cannon (laughs) like it like for one that tank should not be able to handle that level of cannon right it should like just shoot over (laughs) shoot one time do a backflip and it it might you know he believes it's gonna land yeah (laughs) so like the the ammo in there alone, like he probably gets like four <laughs> shots and then he's like done. The side, like I don't know if you've ever seen like the Vindicators. Yeah, yeah. they carry a demolisher shell in the back. <laughs> on the like, side. Yeah. That's how big that shell is. So like, there's nothing. <laughs> like it takes that whole tank to and to put it inside of a grot tank, unheard of. So like, if you played that, if you were playing orcs and that thing blew up on the table casually, I'd be like, you got to roll a d six for that one. Yeah, he's got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a it's a big boy. Uh, so I thought to myself, okay, give him a demolisher cannon, right? And then, uh, I went to Cobalt Keep. Okay. And Cobalt Keep, I get, that's who I use my bases through. 
uh, but I got their display case. And I got their actual army-wide display case. Okay. And I feel like... So so my my initial plan was I just wanted a display case to put it all in and I could put a nice, you know, cover on top of and like it's yeah, it looked professional. I can do scenery on the inside and all that jazz. Well, I screwed up because my initial plan was I was just going to put a bunch of like uh, uh, mud and all that stuff. I was just going to do just a bunch of like the Vallejo peanut butter down there. Good stuff. And uh, when I got it. I guess I, it didn't click. I, I didn't read on their website. The whole bottom of that display is magnetic for their oh. bases. Yeah. So, so, like, you're supposed to take your, like... Well, that's what they're known for, too, right? Like, yeah. the painting handles have the magnets in it and stuff. Yeah, you're supposed to take your, like, crispy, clean models, like a squad that you want to show <laughs> off as a display, put it in there, and, like, go show it off. And so when I got it, I was like, man, it's got to really be a waste to cover this with, like, Vallejo <laughs> peanut butter. But I think I'm going to have to. Like, I don't think... <laughs> like, I don't, I'm too I, deep in it now. I'm too deep. I already ordered it, and I was already happy with the price. So I got one of those. Um... I've painted up the grot tank. He's sh- he's shooting. I just need to paint up the actual grot inside there. And I, I'm not sure if I want to use the one that c- came with it, which is like a dude with like a, a beret and he's got like a little white flag or I, I assume it's white. He's got a little flag. A little flag, yeah. Like, nah. It's a back, black flag. Put a skull on it. Yeah. I think <laughs> like I want to find like a STL of like a grot with like, I don't know, like just like way cooler than that. Yeah. So I want him. I have a lot of grot heads too, and even arms and stuff. So I can look through my bits for you. Yeah, I gotta find one. He's got to be awesome. Like I, if he, like even if he has like you know, he's gonna be this David. He's gotta be the baddest. He's gotta be. He's yeah. gotta be cool. Like yeah. he's gotta be like confident. Like I'm about to take down this. Now the thing I have on the other side that he's shooting at, right? <laughs> I printed up a. Uh, they call it the combat director in, in, in the purple website where they get STLs from. Yep. Uh, it's a War Master Titan. Gotcha. So I printed up his toe and I printed up the like the the piston that goes in his toe. <laughs> and like that is as big. That's it's actually bigger than the grot tank. Just the foot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not even the foot. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, just the toe. The one of six toes, right? Yeah. And so I have this toe down, and I have that, and I actually had to trim it down to fit against it. And so like I wanted this grot who's like demolished everything with his demolisher cannon yeah. to see this like a war master Titan and just be like, Oh, pff, no just problem. His hair back a little bit. Yeah. His back. <laughs> like, Don't worry, boys. <laughs> I'll handle this. And then in like my head cannon, like maybe it hits some vital, like vital part. <laughs> that, just hit like, a, a, like a hose or something that just like, <laughs> just like catches fire. And there's like entire right legs on fire and just the war master, they can't put it out because they're under fire. And the next thing you know, like it just falls. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then, you know, this little David is like, what's, what's up? up? <laughs> Johnny, something else done or can I go home? So, as his tank's upside down from shooting the tank or shooting the cannon. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I, I've been working on that. Um, Are you still doing the the electronics inside it, man? So I I'm fifty percent right now. Yeah. So it is fully. I drilled holes through all of it to run wires through. Okay, but the LED I was using was not strong enough. So I actually ordered an LED strip that's USB powered because I have it all wired up USB right now. Okay. So, so five wh- volts. Yeah, five volts. Yeah. And so I found a, uh, uh, 
a system that's it's a six foot LED strip, and so I've got to cut it down to what I need. And what I think I'm going to do, and I'm not sure if just as long as there's time, because I only have until the twentieth, and it's the fourteenth already. <laughs> so so <laughs> yeah. like ticking down. So so I'm gonna get this built as much as I can. But if I can squeeze that in, it's supposed to be here today, which it's not. So my strip. So I will. It hopefully it gets here tomorrow. We'll see. But that yeah. should let me know how this will work. But my idea was originally was I was going to take a uh, an acrylic rod, put it down the hole, and I actually built the demolisher cannon around this acrylic rod, which didn't end up working. And I was going to put smoke around that, put an orange LED at the bottom, and just make it look like he's blasting this demolisher cannon. Really but, cool idea. but it didn't work because the LED wasn't bright enough. It was a 5-volt LED. You think a single 5-volt LED with like a 1 milliamp or, or 0.5 mil No, it's... Yeah, one milliamp. One milliamp, yeah. And it would have been bright enough. It just wasn't. And so... And they just try and get through the cotton and all that? Yeah, it, ju- it just wasn't bright enough in, in general. I'll show you here gotcha. in a minute. It, it's, it was super dim. And so that kind of took the wind out of my sails. But what I think I'm going to do now is I'm going to take that strip of LEDs, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to... It, it's it's like the square LEDs in like a row oh, yeah. and you can chop it off wherever you have that gold yeah. pins. And so my plan is if I can essentially take like three of those LEDs or maybe even two of them, fold it over with another two. So I just have like a four LED long strip and That's then on both sides and like because it's adhesive. So pinch it together Yep, and then I'll go to... A blender and model essentially in in print in clear resin an explosion shooting something out. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I'll slide that in there, and then maybe it'll illuminate all of it. Well, I think it should. Yeah. But then I have to airbrush that. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think that'll look good. Like I think it's gonna be too harsh. Like I don't think it's gonna be a uh, frosted enough. Or like. Tone it down with like some black wash or something or like a black ink. I don't know. I don't know. We that's play. why. That's why it's like okay, this might work, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, like, if we can get to it, it's gonna look cool. <laughs> if not, it's still gonna look fucking dope. Yeah, yeah. Because that would be the like the 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 like the cherry on top. The the exactly that would be the cherry on top. If I could light this up, have this big like like almost bigger than the tank where you're like almost explosion. Like the sonic boom coming yeah. Like, inside. yeah, I found a, uh, I found an STL for like that happening. And then like, I could chop the end of that and like, cause it, it originally had like a, a point at the end. So I'll chop that off. Yeah. Put a, uh, 10 millimeter long or 10 millimeter wide, uh, shell there. <laughs> and so like have like flying through. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. And then like, just have it at the end of this, like and the explosion will be like that big. And then it'll like cone up into the, like the, you know, little, the little shell, <laughs> and like the I want the explosion to be like the size of this tank because it's <laughs> like it's a little baby tank with a huge ass cannon. Yeah, with a monster cannon on it. So that's ideally what I want to do. But I've set my expectations appropriately, and with the six days I have left to do this, six days, and as we'll talk about later, we we got some things coming up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So. Six days. I've got to look. That's what I'm gonna do tomorrow. I got that. I got the cobalt keep thing in today, so I'm gonna put my mud down on that jazz tomorrow. I might go to Lowe's to go get some pink core. Oh yeah. 
And then uh, the the foam, some I insulin. Think I have some if you need some. I do. So if you got I some, you. I can cut you some. Just cut. I need that big. Okay. And so what I can do is I'll put magnets on the bottom of that, and then <laughs> so that way I don't abuse it. Uh, That's smart. So you can disassemble it and still have a good. Yeah, case. have a little case. And so what I so I'll I'll get that, get the mud down, paint it all black. I've already cut the Warmaster's foot. That's what I did right before you got here. I cut his toe so it'll fit perfectly at the edge. I can paint the back of that black, but I still got to paint up the Warmaster's toe. Yeah. And his gears. I think it should go pretty quick because yeah, I don't it's know. Just a toe. Yeah, it's just the toe, but you know, I well, really like it. make it look cool. I really want to like you know how like a if you would imagine a Warmaster stepping in mud. Like, it would really dig in. Oh, yeah, because it's super heavy. So what I'm thinking is, like, if I use the pink core, I'll kind of... you probably get, like, a hot something hot and, like, melt it down or something. Yeah, I'll melt down that area so his foot's actually embedded in the mud, Good. right? Yeah. And then I'll just build up all the mud on the outside of it, and so... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it, man. That's going to look cool. And then uh, my plan is to get all that mud down, get it taken out, get all the models off of it, Paint it up. I want to lay some tracks down. Like, I have a ton of tracks. Yeah. So, I'll lay, like, tracks where they're going in the mud. I'll throw a bunch of uh, the base-ready system all over there and then just paint it all up and, and go from there. So, Feeling like baller. I actually just took my model to uh, Goldmine uh, last last Wednesday, I think. Uh-huh. Um, I had a, a DACA jet that I'm pretty proud of. I think it's the closest to, like, a box art kind of model oh, yeah. I've ever done. So Oh, yeah. I was pretty proud of it. I was going to take my big Stampa, quote unquote, the 3D printed one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I broke I broke it right before I was going to go, and I didn't feel like fixing it. So. Oh, you know that would have been a shoe-in, too. Yeah. <laughs> the, the gork. Yeah, the big gork with the cannon strapped to it. Yeah. Uh, or the cork. Cork, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. No. Yeah. So I got to get that ready by the 20th, get that turned in. And then also, uh, powerful Neath Miniatures. Is holding a contest as well. Is that the pink? Yeah, that is a pink Space Marine single space single Space Marine painted in pink, and it is a like seventy five bucks. Turn it in by October thirty first, uh, and it's judged by uh, Galloway Paints. Okay, and uh, some other really well known artists, um, and. It's one of those things where I was like, well, I, I have plenty of Space Marines. Let me just paint one up pink real quick. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to do, like, the Trevarian, like... Uh, uh, the, the sponging method? Yeah, like the extremely grim dark Marines. Where, like, the edges are black and yeah. you only have your paint on your center part. Yeah, and, like, the, the way you do it is... I know you've seen it, but you basically take every panel and you, like, originally the first thing you go black, then you sponge it all brown, yeah. and then you, uh, you probably take about... 90% and sponge that the color, leave the outside the original brown. Yeah, like your dark base color, I guess. Yeah, so it looks like the edges are completely like uh, chipped away. off, right? Yep. And then you get close, as you get closer in, you get closer to your truer color that you want the armor to be. And so, like, so you each, do highlights, like smaller and smaller highlights to, yeah, the, to, to the, the center of the armor that wouldn't be near the edge. That's super dope. And so, I, I got to the pink layer on mine right now. And I'm actually on the, uh, like the, and this is what I did last night. Um, I, I actually, I, I used, you know, speaking of cobalt keeps, I used their, uh, their little painting handle with the light. Oh yeah. And I was watching, uh, you ever seen the show snowfall? 
Uh, no. Uh, it's really good. Like <laughs> I was sitting there watching Snowfall. I had my uh, my uh, uh, wet palette on my stomach, <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> like you know, painting up this uh, this pink marine. It, it's super cool, man. I've seen you like when you had your surgery or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and you had your whole painting set up basically on you and painting. Oh, sorry, the cat knocked everything over. No, that is 100% like it's a, uh, uh, it's especially something like that, right? And that the biggest thing that I think like the biggest problem I have is I airbrush so much that there's no way I could leave my workstation to go like just hand paint a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And so like when you get the opportunity to work on like a single model like that, it's like, okay, well now I can go like kind of multitask i can listen to this yep. show like paint it up on this paint handle watch the show and then like it was it was like i'm an airbrusher as well so i know the pain yeah and i mean once you get pretty good with the airbrush you want to do every single thing you can with the airbrush i feel like oh yeah because that paintbrush becomes a hassle real quick i was blowing like uh i was blowing people's mind i was uh uh taking my i i just so happened to be using my infinity my oh, yeah. uh uh, my harder stain back infinity and that thing I can shoot so little with that. Right. Yeah. And so I with that little grot tank, I wanted it to look like it had like last burns on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, so I took a uh, coal black from monument and I was just doing little like these little like strips on it. Yeah. So it looked like it was like last skimming off. Yeah. Last those hit like last bolts were hitting it and bouncing off. And so I was like, yeah, let me just do these real quick. And I was like, you could do this with the brush, but, I already got this okay, loaded up. <laughs> so I actually, uh, speaking of that, I just got a a point two nozzle uh, or a needle with a nozzle. Oh boy! Uh, for the Patriot that you you gave me. Oh yeah. And uh, I, I'm I'm saving that for the uh, the towel just so I can get those white highlights right where I want them. I think it's gonna look pretty hot. Make sure. You thin down that paint. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I've it. already been watching the videos. Like people are like, this shit clogs like crazy. Uh, so yeah, no. I did I send the sotar your way too? No, no, I don't. Maybe there's a sotar around here somewhere. If I haven't sent it your <laughs> yeah. way, so I originally my original setup was the Patriot and then a sotar. Yeah, sotar twenty twenty does a point two. Gotcha. I was not ready for the Sotar. When I when I bought my Patriot, I got all my airbrushes. I was like, yeah, let me get the Extreme and let me get the Sotar for the little stuff. I was not qualified <laughs> for either. of. Well, maybe the Patriot because the Patriot's pretty forgiving. The Sotar, bud. So smooth. That is a, uh, that's a point two. I clogged. I don't even think if it is somewhere and if I did send it your way, it's still clogged, like just hundred <laughs> percent. Like there's no way. Like I had no idea what I was doing at that point, but I <laughs> lock that bad boy. Like I, it's like giving a fourteen year old <laughs> like a a, a a Corvette, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. just like you're just gonna. He's just gonna mess, he's it, gonna up, mess it up. <laughs> so we're gonna have fun, but we're gonna mess it up. Like, you didn't change the oil. <laughs> I didn't know I had to. <laughs> you're not running premium. What? <laughs> I don't know. I, I watched the uh, Monument Hobbies stream, uh-huh. and the owner, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, powerful, uh, powerful slow fuse. Yeah, slow fuse. He uses a point two to do the non-metallic oh, metals. Yeah. yeah. To make like the like he paints hand paints the non-metallics, and then he goes and like fuzzes them up to make it look more realistic. Oh yeah. And I was like, I want that. And finally, I uh, I found the needle and everything. I was like, yeah, fourteen bucks. Send it my way. You know what's crazy about that? Like, 
Monument Hobbies, they stream every day. Yeah, like, yeah. well, Monday through Friday. They're it, always painting something. It dope. is their their job. Like, they are streamers who have a company, right? And so, uh, since they're streaming every day and they sell Monument Hobbies paint, yeah. you can go into their Twitch at any time and say, hey, I'm having this problem with painting with your paint. And they will... Like this is exactly what happened to me. I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm sucking at painting faces. Like, I bought all the face painting like colors from you guys, but I still suck." And they're like, "Hold on," and they go grab a model off their shelf. Yeah, just a random model. And like, it is a like, it's mind blowing this business model they have because they will say, "Okay, cool. Here's a random model." And I I want to say that when I asked uh, Slow Fuse that, yeah, he actually like blasted a primer like over a model and then like set it down for a second and then came back and was like, okay, let's paint this face from nothing. <laughs> and then he like was painting on his hand and he was showing me the like consistency of the paint needs to be he wanted, like real thin. Real and light. like after he, I had this like mini session live with him, right? For free, for free, yeah. for free. <laughs> like I went to, uh, uh, immediately went to my desk, copied everything. And I was like, Oh, I get it now. It's like, it's not painting. Like, I, like essentially what I was doing was I was putting like, Opaque. blobs of yeah. paint on these faces which you're not supposed to do you're supposed to do this like transparent like layers and layers and layers glazing of face and glazing and glazing yeah that's where i was messing up and so once i locked that in i was like oh i know how to paint faces now and i painted yeah. like 10 in a row just kept going oh, dude, locked you were it pumping in. them out for a minute and they they it it worked man like your faces look amazing now got my little baggie of bare faces <laughs> bare right faces, here yeah. oh yeah dude i love painting faces now that's another thing that my votan is like the non stop faces. I'm, I'm learning with my Votan is I didn't put one helmet on them boys. It's all faces. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. I was for a while, I was using the whole like Gilliman flesh thing, you know? The, the Gilliman flesh. The, like, the it, it's good for like quick painting and somebody that's starting out on faces. It's oh, good, yeah. Good, but I mean, I, I think both me and you are getting to a level where we want to kind of try to push our limits. And man, did you push the limits with your face painting? That was so funny. Whenever I was painting up this pink marine, I was like, the only thing that was wrong, like, because I had that model. Yeah. He had a helmet on. I was like, nah, Dada, if I'm going to go into a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I'm going to go into a painting competition, he's going to be bald headless. Like, yeah, yeah. put that tattoo on there. He might get a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> <laughs> he might, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to Powerful Monument Hobbies. Dude. Those guys are excellent. Yeah, man. And like you said, it's just, they're always painting something really dope with their models. And like, you can go back and watch their streams too. Like uh, the other guy that paints on there, I'm horrible. With little Jay. Yeah, Little Jay. He did his uh, Grey Nights, and I went back and clipped a couple of when he was doing his Grey Nights, and and I'm gonna use that for my Grey Nights. Dude, I'm telling you, he painted like a whole army of Grey Nights one day. In a like, day. In the it was like their, uh, uh, I want to say it was their like Fourth of July stream or something like that. Or was it their anniversary? Their re-anniversary. Yeah, it might have been that too. I, I think it was that one, yeah. Yeah. Where they were giving away the bags and everything. I mean, you were in there. Yeah, he was just like, I'm just going to paint up this entire Grey Knight army. And then he was just blasting them out. Yeah. And Big Jay was making fun of him. He's like, he's like you're not going to do uh, uh, non metal metallics? <laughs> he's like, no, I'm trying to play this army. You know, yeah, like, he was doing non metal metallics on the other side. So, yeah. So, but yeah, I know. I've got those two, like, that are projects that are priority right now. Yeah. But then, like, at the same level, like those got to get turned in by the end of the month. Uh, but at the end of next week, our, our, we're trying to get to an event yep. at a, 
uh, Battle Pub in San Antonio. Great place. Go grab a beer, play some games, roll mm. some dice. Yeah, we're trying to get in this like you know RTT, this kind of like a, a competitive scene, but we're we're taking baby steps, yeah, right? We dip our toes in. Yeah, dip yeah. our toes in, see how we can hang. You know, we're beating the shit out of each other at like some very extreme levels, hitting the hundreds and stuff like that. So, <laughs> um, it's time. It's definitely time. Yeah. It's just what happened is is we've been playing on tabletop simulator, and so we've and been oh boy, and like we've been getting a lot of games in. I think since I've gotten tabletop simulator since like last week, it's probably I've played like seven or eight games of tabletop simulator. It's every night if I'm bored, I'm just hey, you want to get a game in, and like we've gotten so good at our armies that it's it's. Oh sorry, are you good? Uh, we've gotten so good at our armies and. So efficient with the the app that I mean we blew through that one game last night. I think two hours mm-hmm. we're done. The problem is, is when you have tabletop simulator and you are constantly making these like minute modifications to your list to get your list tuned, yep. is you forget that you don't own some of the models <laughs> that you have. <laughs> like you don't own the actual models. Like I'm like, let me go try two hail strikes. It's like, Oh, Oh, I what don't know. I <laughs> like, why did I build this into my competitive list? Cause now I got to go source another hail strike. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, uh, that is like, I think we, we've both been tuning our lists and I've like, uh, fortunately, unfortunately I'm playing death watch, which is, uh, it's kind of bittersweet because Death Watch is uh, uh, a black army, and yeah. so you can kind of get away with kind of quickly painting them, getting oh, a wash. Oh, you just over. primed your army? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's horrible. My highest quality like Death Watch like <laughs> models, like you can kind of barely tell that they're just not primed. Yeah. And so uh, well, I'm kind of doing the same with my Votan that black uh, the UPS truck the Hecaton. Uh, yeah, it's just like I'm going to put in highlights, and then like at the end of the day, it's just black. Yeah. But, like, I know that there's, like, three layers of black, different shades of black that come up to a highlight, but at that's, the end of the day, it just looks black. That's why I try to do so much, like, a, a metal chipping on the side. Like, yeah. I try to make them look, like, really, really... And we, like, what's... The good news is, like, some of the newer models I'm kicking out, they have uh, a lot of uh, pouches on them. Oh, and so, so you get some... Some brown, some breakups like and stuff like that. But, man, that's a... Like, luckily for me... Because I think right now I owe myself six eradicators, uh, a squad of infiltrators, and then that hell strike. I have yeah. to get painted up by next week. Should be quick. Shouldn't be a big issue. As long as, you know, life doesn't happen, we should be fine. Which life has been happening for both <laughs> of us lately. <laughs> I might be running Blood Angels next week. <laughs> like we, we don't know. Uh, yeah, that's kind of my problem is none of my armies are painted, so I got to... I got a deadline. <laughs> yeah. I, I spent a lot of time doing commissioning work, which I think I do pretty good work. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, yeah, there's no there's no time for my actual army. I just realized I have a commission coming in. Like, <laughs> I, I have Imperial Fist coming. I could paint Imperial Fist quickly, but I forgot I have a commission coming in. I don't think it's, yeah, it won't be due next week, but it'll be coming in Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, it, no. It's a pain. I got, I got a demon, too. And I want to get... Uh, you're actually doing an Orktober on the Discord on the the parent company, or company, the parent podcast to this is uh, Radio Free Estevan. They're doing an Orktober. Uh, I double dipped. Yeah, did a little double dip. But uh, yeah, I want to do a red Gasgol for my red orcs. Oh, 
So like I got that in the works too. So man, there's just there's a lot to do. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's weird. Like that was kind of one of the big things where we're talking about like some of these like competitive stuff. I think eventually what's going to happen is because we are kind of moving quickly with these balance updates and like there's a lot of like evolving units like Desolation Marines. I just spent you know two weeks prior to them but, getting nerfed. I just completely. Top to bottom, painted entire Blood Angels Desolation Marines with uh, their squads, and and that really made me mad. By the way, because because <laughs> I did their like squads and all that stuff, and I made this like squad of ten who on their knees have their squad designation, and now they can only be in five, so now I have to take five of them. And it's like this is technically a different squad, although they do have the same knee. Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> yeah. It's, Talk to me about it. I know if if I'm a if somebody can be a little salty, I feel like I could be a little salty right now at it, especially with the. The desolations that came in the day of the nerf. Yeah, no, it was big. It was a big, big sad for me. So, so yeah. So, so what I was thinking was, uh, I'm going to kind of like segregate my competition list from my like painting list and painting armies. That way, I can move like because I was thinking about the other day is like if I can do like a black Templar wash and like I can do like a silver with like a black wash and like just like do eyes. Like if I can do like a three paint, three color minimum and then clean up characters and edge highlight characters and just have like, like I guess the best way I could describe it would be actual playing like, you know, like tabletop standard, tabletop standard. So I can, you know, kind of build up armies pretty quickly uh, to take to events and things like that. And then, on the back it, end. It's evolving so fast. I yeah. mean, coming from 30K or from Horse Heresy, it's just, it's, it's a whole new world. Yeah, <laughs> man. The balance updates, they come at you quick. So so I, I think I'm going to just separate that. So, like, my my Death Watch won't be at the same standard as, like, my Blood Angels or yeah. any future army I decide to, to pick up. And Luckily, so. my squats, they're pretty, pretty straightforward, uh, easy paint scheme mm-hmm. just a black and then i go fill in all the runes with white spray some green over it go back with the neon green inside and paint the face like it's not too bad but at the same time it it's all that little meticulous work that takes the time yeah didn't one of your didn't your hearth guard or hearthkin didn't they win a uh the oh the yeah the rfi painting. painting competition yep yeah so now you gotta paint everything that standard <laughs> it's just so to look weird yeah <laughs> but it's, it, I, I honestly painted that squad of five plus a character. I painted them in like a day and a half, so yeah, it's not too bad. If I sat down and just did a whole, like I think I have twenty five more to do, I could probably do them in a day of just straight painting. Yeah, I'm a sucker for painting competitions. Me too. And it's, so, like when I find out there's one, it's like I feel like a, a Robin Hood men in tights. He's like. An archery contest? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I was like, a painting competition? It's just a, a way to see, you know, how you stand up to the rest of... Because there's some really good painters, especially in the RFI. And in any painting contest, you're going to have at least a couple. So it's good to see, like, how you stand up to them. And humble you. Oh, they'll <laughs> humble you real quick. Don't, don't... Especially when you throw yourself up, you're like, you're like, yeah, let me go ahead and toss in. Maybe I'll get a third place or oh my god <laughs> these are the i'm in the wrong i'm in the wrong painting competition i'm sorry amateur level yeah. <laughs> that's my bad i meant to join the the, the kids one <laughs> that's on me 
And then you got people like, you know, Powerful Locker, who won't throw his stuff in a painting contest, but probably has <laughs> better painted stuff than half the things in the painting contest. It's like you ask, you know, before it's like, hey, man, what's up? Are you going gonna to join the contest? No. Okay, cool. You're not? No, for sure. Okay, All right, cool. cool. Like 100%. Fine. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Nah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't waste my time. <laughs> Frankly, I don't even know if your stuff's good enough to be honest. <laughs> just, just, just talk him out of it. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. But yeah, no. But how how has TTS kind of changed both me and you on playing 40K? Uh, so I would say that, like, I would say that probably, and, and for those of you that isn't sure what TTS is, it's actually a tabletop simulator. It's a steam, uh, it's a steam game that has all sorts of board games on it. It's, it's just like, essentially it's a, it's a modder's dream. Like you can go in there, you can bring in models, you can bring in, uh, different tables and all that jazz. And there's a very powerful, uh, community of 40 K modders and, and things like that. So they took it to where you can essentially p- play tabletop 40 K on your computer from your house. Have, they have every army available to play models wise. Uh, some even scan their own models in to, uh, to use on the tabletop. And it's really cool. You can have your own painted army on the tabletop on your computer. Yeah. And so one of the biggest things is, and I would say that it was kind of one of the always like always one of the things that kind of held me back from growing my list was I'm not a big play this model. If it isn't painted, yep. that's like, it, it holds me back a lot. I know it does. And so, and I also don't like proxies. Like I don't want to like take a, a Coke can and say, this is a Carnifex. Right. Yeah. And so I'll try and find a model, and like if I don't have the model, it's like, well, really, we want to play like an all redemptor list, right? Yeah. But I don't have enough redemptors, so I got to order some redemptors, and let me get these redemptors painted and all this stuff. And so, like, by the time I've caught up to the meta and done all this stuff, or like, you know, even tried a list, the balance updates already come and killed me. It's changed it. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, playing on Tabletop Simulator, we can essentially, you know, evolve our list live and then. You know, if something it's like, I think this will work, yep. I'm going to play against you. Like I've been trying out double hail strikes. Yep. And I've realized I can go a whole game without a hail strike. And so I really don't need them in my list right now. And so uh like there, there's different ways we're playing right now with like new units. I think this will help my army. I think this will be cool. And then we find out, oh, it's useless. Take it out. Yep. And so now you haven't spent all the time sourcing that model, buying the model, getting the model, putting it in your army, playing it on the tabletop, and then you just wasted all that time just to find out that you don't need it. Yeah. And so, so we, we've saved money and time, and time is money. So it's a win-win. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I really love, you know, we play a game. We beat the shit out of each other. And then we talk about like scenarios and like, well, what me and you do this really well together. Uh, you know, we'll point, what did this model do for you? you yeah. Know, think about it. I mean, it was kind of you with my farsight. Like, why the fuck do you have farsight in your army? And yeah, I couldn't answer the question. So farsight's gone. Yeah. So, so like me and Tyler, we're trying to like, you know, Ricky Bobby each other, like in this event, like one, two finish, you know, <laughs> trying to get into these events and then go, go uh you go as hard as possible but at the same time we have to kind of help each other build each other's list and kind of kind of guide you know kind of like because everybody's going to have their own you know 
mindset on what they think is going to work. They get defensive on some of these units and how they should have worked because it was their idea. It's like, I don't think this works. So having that like, hey, this is unbiased. Like, I don't yeah. care whether or not you take it, but and this is the way I see it not working or working, you know? I mean, you're pretty good about like constructive criticism, constructive criticism and not being afraid to, you know, step on each other's toes. Like we'll straight up tell each other. And like, if you and a friend are trying to get better, I strongly recommend like y'all talk about it. Like, Hey, I might talk shit about your army or your, what you're doing or your strategy. It's not me personally attacking you. It's just me asking you why you're doing this and trying to see the bigger picture. Maybe like I'm not understanding a part of your strategy, but this is a part of your strategy that I'm not seeing that's working. And yeah, I mean, me and you have been just talking to each other back and forth. And I think, I think this last week we've learned more about 40K than we have the last three months. Which is crazy. Like, so you were, you were my go-to for like, hey man, I need to know if this works. Yeah. But it's midnight on a Saturday or a Friday. I can't go to the shops. The shop's closed. I can't get this game in. I can go to my Discord, competitive Discords. I can ask them, like, Talk have y'all tried this? You can math like, hammer it. Yeah, you math hammer it. But, like, truly it would be, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to come over. I'm going to go to your, you know, your room. We're going to get this game in. We'd be up till like, 4 o'clock in the morning playing. Yep. And then it would be, like, okay, cool. That didn't work. I'm on my way back. You know, it, it really was There's one of those. still the setup, though. The clean. I mean, your models are still in my Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. Like, I'm telling you. It's like, <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, we, we try stuff out, and if it doesn't work, it's like, okay, that was a lot of effort to get those models painted up. It's like, okay, I ordered a Redemptor. It's on the way. I got the Redemptor in. I painted it up. I'm going to come play you at 4 yeah. o'clock or, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning. Now, it's, a, it's like, hey, you know, I feel like. He's like, hey, you up? <laughs> you know, like, let me whisper in your ear. Real quick. <laughs> I was like, you, you down to play real quick? It's like, yeah. It's like, I got to test this list out. And then you just go find, source the model. It's like, oh, let me try this Gravis Captain or this Terminator Squad, you know? And you just toss them on the tabletop. You try and play them whatever different way and you see if they work or not. And you try a lot of strategies, like with my, uh, well, that and like just trying full new armies. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't sold on Tau. Like, I knew they were good. Yep. I knew that I wanted to play them, but like I was like looking at the the data sheets, I just wasn't sold on them. So I tried a whole new army, learned a whole new army, uh, basically overnight, and played the army. Got some things wrong, but but that's what these games are for—is to learn that part. And I mean, I taught, I tried, you know, deploying everything as far up as possible, infiltrating everything, and then playing as far back as possible and playing that way two very different play styles that I got to try in two successive days. It's just like, it, it's, it's unbelievable how much I've learned on Tau with just two games in the you, last two days. My physical death watch list. Yeah. My like physical model death watch list. I've played on the tabletop three times. Yeah. Over the past week, that list I've played seven times. Yep. Like I've not changed the list. It's stayed the same. I've, played different ways and i would say that the like i've played it three times over the course of like maybe a month and a half for sure and in one week i've played that list seven times already and i have it dialed in like i know exactly how to play it i know what options i have i know what i can and can't do yeah. i know 
when I should do something, when I shouldn't do something. I know what my units can take out. Because there's always that, like, in your head. You're like, yeah, this is going to be... If he needs to kill a vehicle, he can kill a vehicle. And then when you find out he can't kill a vehicle, it's always like a, oh, I thought he'd do way better at that. I thought... That's when you use the flick tool and just flick him off the yeah, table. Yeah. I thought strength eight power fist was, like, really good. It's like, <laughs> no, it's not going to do anything <laughs> if it's a vehicle. What are you talking about? Yeah. And so uh, you find out really quick, like, what these units are fully capable of and it's like oh okay i don't even know why he's here flick gone get out of here kid <laughs> sorry i painted you so i've i highly recommend uh if you have a friend if you don't have a friend there's a discord community uh there's art you know the rfi discord that people play in i'll play you but there's also <laughs> uh a, a whole Discord community for a tabletop simulator. You hit them up in there. There's always people playing. I think they they have like eight game rooms that are always full. It's it's pretty good, guys. I would say that there's a it it, it makes everything a lot quicker. And I I I was always like because we originally played it with Star Wars Legion and and we, loved and we loved it because whoever modded it for Star Wars Legion they like clearly had played the game, right? They yeah. clearly knew what the deployment zones were. They knew what the dice were, the dice were developed. And in my head, I thought there's no way like star Wars Legion seems easy enough to get this done for because it's like squads. It's like, you know, it's a little baby table. Yeah. It's, it's Nowhere did I think, and it, it was kind of like the only reason that drove me away from doing it for so long was I figured, they haven't done this for 40k. It's too big. 40k yeah. is too big. It's got too many models. No, they've done it for 40k. Yeah. Like it is effortless. Like it is it, it's probably easier than playing on the actual tabletop sometimes. Oh, by far. I mean like, rolling dice. Especially with like your cyclic ion blasters. I like, can't imagine rolling 63 dice. It's like, oh, time. 63 dice and 16 of them are sustained. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. great. It's yeah. like, oh no, there's no way. That's gonna take 30 minutes on its own just to roll in real life. And you just go and click, you know, the 25, generate 25 new dice, you know, and then roll them. So, yeah, I I love it, man. And it's pretty, I mean, it's not the most straightforward, but it's honestly pretty straightforward. If you're any kind of familiar with the computer, I got oh, one of our local guys set up in under 10 minutes and he was already building his army and he yeah. played that night with Michael. No, it's a, it's a, it is a. Uh, I would say if you're looking for guidance and you are looking for somebody to teach you how to do that, feel free uh, to go to the uh, TTS Discord. And if you have Discord and you're going to that Discord, just go to WarhammerDiscord.com in any Chrome. Take <laughs> It'll take you right to our Discord where we will teach you. I will gladly hop on a game with you, yeah. whoop your butt, and then send you... And won't you feel a, sorry about and it. And won't feel sorry about <laughs> it. <I'll> even, so. <laughs> And, and there's there's going to be pe- pe- plenty of people that are willing to play. Plenty of people are willing to hop on, and then in there as well, you're going to have uh, painting competitions. You'll have uh, uh, a whole community of people willing to talk to you about Horus Heresy, Warmer 40K, Legion, BattleTech, pets, food, uh, mental health. Yeah, that mental candy, health health one's man. been popping right now. That's that's a. I mean, it's good, man. Like sometimes you just need to talk about it. People are just. Uh, uh, you know, feelings on their shoulders on, in that mental health one. It's yeah. like, it's like, man, it's like, this is, there's a bunch of dudes just helping dudes right now. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a total safe space. If anybody were to be a dick, they'd be out of there in heartbeat. No time. Yeah, heartbeat. Like, it's a great, great community. Highly recommend it. And if you want to post anonymously, you can go in there and do that as well. So, yep. Uh, 
But yeah, no, it's a great place. WarhammerDiscord.com. It's the Radio Free Estevan Discord. You'll see that pop up. That's the kind of parent podcast of this podcast. And uh, you're going to have a good time in there. I mean, really. And we'll play you in TTS in there. And you'll probably catch us playing TTS in there if you roll in at 1 o'clock in the morning on a Friday. <laughs> we'll be streaming it. We'll be streaming it. And you can come tell us what we're playing wrong or what we're doing wrong. Or you come just, you know, Ask us hang questions. out. <laughs> yep. So... But yeah, what else have you got? Well, we we are going to an event. Mm-hmm. It is next Saturday. You ready? You scared? I'm scared. I'm terrified. No, bro. Uh, I played my dwarves today, mm-hmm. and I got my ass handled to handed to me by a local guy, mm-hmm. and I figured out what is my weakness, and I yes. need to go back to the drawing board and kind of look at it. But high toughness armies with like. Just a bunch of big tanks, or in this case, it was Tyranids. I really, really struggled with. So I kind of just need to go back to drawing board, see if I can get squeeze something in by next week. If not, the army I have will do good against most armies, I think. But uh, it, either way, it's going to be a learning game and how the system works. Yeah, I think uh, from my side, I am nervous in the fact that I don't... I know what my units do. I'm just not totally fluid in what everybody else's units do. So, like, I can learn, like, when I get my ass whooped by an army, I'll lock in. Like, it's like, oh, okay, what does this do exactly? And I'm reading every rule. I mean, you locked in to tell. Yeah, that's how I work. That's how my brain works. But, like, there's some stuff out there where, you know, I know what's competitive right now. I know what's kind of, like, the hotness coming in. And so I've kind of studied, you know, I've kind of, like, Eldar's fallen off. But I followed up on Eldar. I've looked into them. It's not really played here in Texas. Yeah, it's not It's not a big uh, big thing going on in Texas. I, I feel like this event that we're going to, we're probably going to see some Tau there. I feel like that that's just going to happen. It's just going to be. Colin. Yeah, powerful Colin uh, made that happen with his 6-0 and Tau list. <laughs> um, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> there's a reason why I'm playing Tau. <laughs> hey man, hey, it's it's one of those things where you just gotta learn how to how to play against it, um, and try just try and, try and breathe, stay above water, <laughs> stay away from the crisis suits. Uh, but I feel like as far as playing the objectives, like I find myself getting the bloodlust. I haven't shaken the bloodlust yet. Like I feel like. I know what I should do, but I'm more interested in like, well, I could go get this or I could demolish this unit right here. Hey, and you did good yesterday. Uh, dude, you but play, you played the objective and you won. Well, cause I know that I couldn't demolish anything. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm running for my life. Like I wasn't, there was nothing like you have two giant units of crisis suits. I'm fleeing for my life. Like that's all. <laughs> now me and Rick actually were talking about that today. Uh, you know, you're a really, really good player. You've been playing this game for a long time. So the the way that your brain works with this game is just not something that we see at the shop because there's a lot of new players at the shop, you know? Uh-huh. But me and Rick are like, man, when Monty gets that, that bloodlust, it just falls apart. It just yeah. falls apart. Yeah, when I when I know that I could demolish a unit, it's like, hold on one, one second. <laughs> I want I want you outside. to like if you if you throw like a unit stealth suits in front of my Indominator squad. Yeah. I'm not going to go to the objective. <laughs> and like, what? What do you got there? Like it took everything in me to not black. Like I had that, my eradicator squad in front of your piranha. Yeah. Everything in me. <laughs> to, oh, because you needed to charge it. Cause I had to charge it. I was like, Oh, the dice I would, 
Ooh, that thing's <laughs> I would gone. smoke that. Six eradicators versus a piranha? Rerolling would, everything. There would be a little baby crater where that piranha was, a melted slag. I was like, no, but I got to charge it. And then you failed the charge. And then I failed the charge. And you I was hear like, it in your voice, bro. I was like, do you know what I could have done to that piranha? <laughs> like, those eradicators just sitting there just licking their lips ready. I was like, oh, what have I done here? They're problems to Martel. They are. And that's why you kill them. You just murder them. Just slay them rotten. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing. I, I, I'm hoping, because you know what they do, I'm hoping other players don't know what they do. Because they don't look that scary. Like, just no. looking. They look chubby know, dudes. Just look like some space marines. Yeah, just melt us. Multi, uh, melter rifles and yeah, a couple multi-melters. fucking melt through anything, though. Well, the, uh, what makes them different in my list is because I play Death Watch, I can take the uh, the beacon and jealous, yeah. so I can deep strike them. Yeah, they can't normally do that. That's not a you don't normally get to do that with them. Yeah, and so they're slow, they're fat, they take forever. You know, it's not really they're not really aggressive, but with the beacon and jealous, which lets me for one deep strike them with the, I have to put a biologist in the unit to actually take the enhancement. Yeah, but also uh, getting that free rapid ingress. Where in the opponent's movement phase, they get to what up at the end of their movement phase. You get to deep strike them and just say, "Hey, what's up? Don't worry about us. <laughs> Don't worry about us. I'm behind this building, but I can walk the ruins without a problem. So I'll come visit Bro, you in a when, second." When you threw them in my back line, oh yeah, you know I have my tank back line in the back. Oh yeah, ghost kill that Sloan operative. All my uh, my big boys, my broadsides. I was like, uh oh. That's a problem. It needs to be handled right now. I was like, I was looking at all those takes back there. I was like, one for you, one for you, one for you. I was like, <laughs> one multi melter for you, one multi melter for you. You can get a multi rifle, melter rifle. You can get a multi melter rifle. I mean, they did the damage. They did their job. But that next turn, I felt like if you know we were watching the battle scene, every gun just turned to them and looked straight at them and just started blasting because yeah. they had to go. They had to go, man. That's how it was. And really in that case, I was thinking to myself was like, I got to stay ahead of him in points for like killing more units than he does. Yeah. And so I was like, I've got to like get these guys to like one wound, two wounds, three wounds, you know? And then I was, just, I was thinking about that, dude, that kind of like hurt me that, that my army killed so fast. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's a hundred percent. I was like, this is kind of good for me. Like, you just had a free reign of, like, eight, nine model or units that you could just go kill more than me because I had to go chase your lone operative guys around the fucking ring around the Rosie. It's like, oh, cool. How many guys you killed last round? Two guys? Okay, cool. I got to kill three. Die, Croot. Boosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've been saving them. <laughs> I could have demolished them by that Kaladis. Could have murdered them. You, you think I'm going to leave them alive just to have them alive? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, your bloodlust didn't show less. Cause I was scared. Because <laughs> I was terrified. Well, maybe you need to play scared a little bit more. Oh, I will. I'm, I'm excited, though. Um, I really like the venue that we're going to. It's a smaller event. It's not that big of an entry fee for us. Like, I, I'm just, I'm really excited to. It's a one-day event, three rounds, 2,000 points, Leviathan. Uh, it's going to be a good time. I hope I get humbled, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'll learn something from it. We might take first and second. Who knows? You got to think, think super positive. Yeah. They might think we're cheating. 
<laughs> just two guys rolled up. I mean, you technically can as long as it doesn't get streamed. You can do it all sides of sixes. <laughs> no, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. But picking up real dice after rolling all these digital dice, man. It felt weird today. I bet it did. Throwing them grenade launchers, I was like, fuck, this sucks in real life. <laughs> I know what the average is. Can we just play with the average? <laughs> I don't want to roll 67 dice. I was like, D6. Okay, I'm gonna roll these in batches. Okay, these get sustained twos. Like it was just, it was a pain, dude. <laughs> Humbles you. <laughs> this is real quick. Reminds you. It's like, oh, you want to take that many grenade launchers? Well, you're gonna pay for it. Yeah, you're gonna have I, some sore wrists. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that for the weekend. Oh. Well, all right, we're about an hour in. I think we're good, guys. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. We just want to give you guys a hobby update, let you know what we're about to run into this week. We absolutely will give you a post-event update uh, when that happens. And so uh, appreciate y'all listening, guys. If you are listening on any of the podcast apps, please feel free to leave us a review, leave us suggestions. Uh, If you want to hop into the Discord, tell us suggestions that you'd like to hear on the podcast. We're always opening. And for ears, we're also, also always listening for constructive criticism. If you have anything for us, uh, hop in guys. Yeah. Uh, we love to hear your comments. We read all of them. We take your suggestions to heart and it just helps us make this better for y'all. So we appreciate all that. Thank you guys. Hug, hug, kiss, kiss. <laughs>